Welcome to Bill Roden on Sports. Taking you inside clubhouses, locker rooms, and boardrooms. Legendary sports columnist Bill Roden gets inside the heads and beneath the veneer of the men and women who play and own the games we love. Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome to yet another edition of Bill Roden on Sports. I'm uh, doing a remote. I'm here in sunny Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, with my co-host, uh, Jamal Murphy. Jamal? How you doing? I'm in here in uh, snowy New York City. Wow. You know, yeah, you missed you missed a big one. Big I know. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I left. I actually left for Charlotte Friday morning. I took a train. I took a train at 7 o'clock in the morning from, uh, from New York and uh, got to Charlotte at about uh, 10.30, 11.30 Friday evening. Um, but it was, it was a nice, long trip, nothing to do, right. lots of wine. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, but a lot of people who left any later on Friday, Saturday, didn't get here. Right, so, right. I mean, you know, you know so we, got, we sure got about two feet. The Arizona Cardinals and Carson Palmer, which they hadn't shown up, which their plan had been delayed. Yeah, for sure. Car- I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Boy, we'll get into what a that. miserable performance, man. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna start out the show saying, "How about that, Carson Palmer?" Oh, brother! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious! I know we we're gonna start with, we we're gonna start with the AFC, but let's let's get rid of this first guy. You know, I had. Um, I wrote an early column in the Times, and I said, you know what, why, why not write a, a column about Carson Palmer? I mean, you know, of all the quarterbacks who were left in the playoffs, I mean, nobody was really talking about Carson Palmer. Of course, now we see why, but nobody was, I mean, you know, and here's a guy, Heisman Trophy winner, and, right. you know, really was part of a resurgence in Cincinnati, and now he's had this great year, and so I said, why not write about him? And, uh, you know, it was a good early story. And then, man, by the first quarter, it was just so apparent that he just, they just didn't have it. I mean, they, he, he was, he was, uh, see, like he was shell-shocked. I mean, what, what happened, man? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was almost a carryover from the, his earlier playoff game, the win over Green Bay. He started that game off shaky. Even, you know, the, the late touchdown pass he threw should have been an interception in that game. It was funny because at the beginning of this game, Troy Aikman was actually warning us that he didn't feel like, you know, Carson would really be up to the task in terms of, uh, you know, he felt like he could still be a little nervous for this game. And it turned out to be true. I mean, like you said, from the beginning of the game, he was either either overthrowing guys or throwing at guys' feet. Um, You know, bottom line, he just seemed shaky, nervous, nervous and shaky. Yeah, yeah. And then. Of course, you know, the atmosphere here was just electric, man. It was like a disco. Well, not disco, but like a club, man. Like the the music was blaring and the right. people, I mean, they were just having a riot. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think the first time, you know, of course, I think the first time Carolina had the ball, man, they drove right down the field. <laughs> you know, right. Cam Newton was completing everything. It was just, you just, the body language, and I know that that's one of those phrases that's so overused, but it was just so clear that, uh, that Carolina and, and Cam Newton, they were just so confident. Right. And, and Arizona, I think had they had success right off the bat, maybe they would have gotten confidence, but after a couple three and outs and 
Carson, like you said, Jamal, I mean, these were nervous throws. I mean, he was right. guys wide open and throwing at the feet. Right. And that's why I'm saying, oh, boy, you know, he's, right. he's, just, he's just not up for this. Right. And, you know, you can you can start right there with the, with the difference in quarterbacks. Uh, like you said, Cam, always confident. We know yeah. that. I mean, he's always, uh, you know, ultra confident. That's part. That's who he is, and you know that gives the rest of the team confidence. And then when you know you're on the road and your veteran quarterback is shaky, right. I mean, that's got to be deflating to the you know to the entire Cardinals team. Uh, so it's you know it was basically a repeat of of last uh, of a, of Carolina versus Seattle when they you know they ran off thirty they started off thirty one nothing. It was pretty close to that. In this game, except they had a much better second half and they finished the game off. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Russell Wilson is a different kind of quarterback than um, Carson Palmer. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I mean, a in terms of his confidence, his ability, right? And uh, you know, I mean, Palmer's been in the league for thirteen years, right? And uh, you know, you and he's, you know, was Cincinnati got you know had suffered a really serious knee injury, and I, I guess, I always felt. I just say sorry for him. The man's making a gazillion dollars a year. I can't feel sorry for him. Uh, right. But just professionally, you know, he was in the league. I think it's, I think this was 2005, and and uh, he'd been in the league. I think uh, three years, and second year as a starter, and finally, man, led him right to the playoffs. And you were thinking this was a resurgent Cincinnati Bengals team. You know, Marvin Lewis was their coach, and the very first pass play that Palmer. Um, attempted was a 66-yard touchdown pass to Chris Hendry, the the, uh, the you know which is another sad story. Right. You know Henry was a rookie in the 66 years, but right on uh, 66 yards, and on that first play, man, uh, Palmer had his knee torn up. Right. And injured, and and Chris Henry was hurt, and that was sort of, you know, that was kind of it. And um, I think one more time he had his knee torn up. In Oakland, after he got traded there, and came back each time, so it was a, it was a good story of a guy. And then he comes to Arizona, and Bruce Arians credits him with really helping to rebuild a shaky locker room and all that. And so you had this great year, and you're thinking, wow, okay, well, wouldn't it be great if you know the guy leads his team in the Super Bowl and like I said, by the first quarter, the only way this guy's going to get to the Super Bowl is to buy a ticket. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So that was, yeah. that was pretty dis- disappointing. What, what did you think of Carolina, though? Very, very impressive. I was a little worried coming into the game based on how they, they their second half against Seattle. You know, remember, remember they started 31 nothing first yeah. half against Seattle, and then basically they tried to run out the clock from from halftime. You know, so, and I, and that was just horrible to me. It was almost like you know they let Seattle get as close as they could get, you know, as far as time permitted. Um, they didn't really put too much effort in that second half, and so I was a little worried about the momentum coming into this game. But they they basically started off the same way. They dominated them in the first half, and then this time continued it uh, for the second half. And you know, the Carolina Panthers, fifteen and one, they've been dominant. The entire year, and I think these last two games, at least the last, you know, first half, the last, th- or not the last, but three halves out of the out of their playoff run, they've shown that they are truly a dominant team, and they they really haven't gotten the credit they deserved after having a fifteen and one season. I know, shoot, they came they came within a game, right, of a shaky performance, 
of being undefeated, man. I mean, you yeah. know, no, this 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 is a great team. Now, you, you know, and then Cam Newton, man. I, I guess at, at, at any point they're they're going to be talking. They'll be naming him the MVP. But this guy is just off the charts, man. I mean, he's playing with such great confidence and such great exuberance and enthusiasm. You know. Um, that is really it's really fun to watch. I mean, I know that you've got a lot of. I guess what I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I a lot of understand. haters. I don't a lot understand of haters. why people dis- dislike him, but I do right. understand. Right. You know? And it was, um, yeah, speaking of that, it was interesting. You know, during the game, you know, I was on Twitter as usual, but uh, during the game on Twitter, a lot of people uh, bringing up old tweets of the naysayers of Cam naysayers in the industry and you know retweeting what people had said in 2011 during the draft mm. basically saying you know Skip Bayless saying that uh, Josh Freeman was better <laughs> was better no. than than uh, Cam Newton and and even like a Whitlock who had called on draft day he called uh, he said he said uh, Jamarcus Newton and this is a big mistake and, what did uh, he say he, he called he called he said Jamarcus Newton Oh, this no. is a this is a big mistake, you know, on draft uh, day when when Cam was picked number one. So a lot of people had to eat crow. You know, I look back at my old tweets and I was always high on Cam. Just saying. Well, see, of course we have to get a record of that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll provide that. <laughs> I got it right here. Right here, right here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think even going back, um, I one up you. I mean, even going back <laughs> when he was Auburn. I mean, right. it's, it's rare. When somebody has had this kind of sustained excellence, I mean, you know, he led Auburn to an undefeated season right. and the national championship. Right. And, I mean, it, it, yeah, it took him a while. I mean, I think he was Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right. Um, this guy, man, he's just really, really been outstanding for a long time, you know. And uh, right. I guess, it's, it, you know, he, he's he's different. I mean, there have been mobile quarterbacks over the you know in, in, in terms of evolution. You've had going back to Randall Cunningham and right. you probably even before that. But in terms of just you know um, reasonable history, you know you got Randall quarter, you know, Cunningham who was like you know get six three, but he was he was really spindly guy. Right, lanky. Yeah, lanky, but was very athletic. Right. Um, you know, Donovan McNabb, right. who uh, allowed people to talk him into staying in the pocket where he got killed. <laughs> uh, you know, Vic Vic's thing, Michael Vick's thing was that he was just he was just faster than everybody on the field. Right. Never a great passer ever. Yeah, I mean, he had a rifle. I mean, he could right. he probably could throw on the run better than anybody. Right, but not but no touch, no. You know, he didn't have you know he didn't really have that classic uh, quarterback right. uh, stature. And that's the thing, whereas Cam, to me, always did. I know at Auburn, you know, they, they really, I mean, they used him at Auburn the way they use him now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they need, they, you know, you have somebody who can dominate a game in, in many different ways. You're not a smart coach if you don't use, you know, all the assets he, he brings to the table. Right. So, but right. at the same time, when he drops back to pass, he looks like, an, and he did at Auburn, he looks like an NFL quarterback with a strong yeah. arm, big guy, about 6'5". I mean, what what more do you want? And the way he dominated in college, I had never seen. I mean, in my generation, you know, I, I probably caught. You know, I was very young when I when I saw Herschel Walker, mm-hmm. even Bo Jackson. I was a little older, and I'm talking about in college. But in my generation, he was the best college player I had ever seen, mm-hmm. and he was at the quarterback position. They didn't, you know, Auburn. Like we've mentioned this before, Auburn uh, pre Cam Newton wasn't much. And post-Cam Newton wasn't much, but he took that team in the SEC 
Let me again. The SEC right. ran through the SEC undefeated and and won a national championship. And when I saw when I witnessed that year, I said, "This guy, I mean, he's a no, I mean, number one pick. I mean, he's the number one pick for the for the last decade." You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I think people don't really. Here's a guy who's six, what five, two forty, whatever, and can move. I mean, this guy right. is just. You know, I mean, he's just really a great athlete, uh, you know, great passer. And, and I guess, you know, it, I, I, I'm just fascinated. And we've talked about this on the show, here, you know, for a long time, you know, about, um, you know, just this evolution of the position. Right. You know, uh, you know, Russell Wilson was a, was a very interesting – because there's another guy who could really pass. Right. You know, Wilson could really pass. Um, he, he, clearly, he's only like 5'11". Right, that, and, that's his only issue. Um, but very elusive. But he looks he's looking to throw and, and has great confidence, plays with great confidence. And then, you know, you've got, you've got uh, Newton, who's developed into a tremendous leader, charismatic. You know, the fans love him. The opponents hate him, you know, <laughs> right. which is the ingredient for being a multimillionaire. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if, if – I mean, Carolina is clearly a talented team. They got a tremendous defense, but I mean, I don't know if his receivers are, you know, like Jerry Rice and John Taylor. I mean, you no. know, I mean, they are not. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a simple answer. I mean, coming into the season, you know, he lost his his best wide receiver uh, to to injury coming in coming into the season. And I look and and I'll, I know I have friends in Charlotte who love the Panthers. And coming into the season, they were they were very mad at the organization, uh, saying that they, you know, the organization had failed Cam. They had not given him anything to work with, and it was true. It was, you couldn't argue it. You know, his, who were his wide receivers? His number one guy was Ted, is and was Ted Ginn, who has never never been a number one caliber guy until this year. And you have to mm-hmm. give and you have to give oh, Cam that Olsen credit. Olson is pretty damn. Oh, Olson, yeah. I mean, Olson is very very had a great game. You know, had a great game uh, last night, and is very, very good. He's a University of Miami guy. I love, I love the Hurricanes. <laughs> so, Olsen, Olsen is great. But he, you know, one weapon, and your one weapon is a tight end, who's probably right. probably the third. Right. Probably, you right. know, most people would right. give Who's Olsen. Name is not Gronkowski. Right. We'll get, you know, we'll most get people, yeah, most people would say Olsen's like third or fourth best tight end in the league. That's great. But you had no other weapons. I mean, you have a running game. Bottom line, nobody. Predicted that Carolina would even make the playoffs. Okay, much less go fifteen and one and make the Super Bowl. And it's right. all and it's all Cam. Right. I mean, it's it's a lot, Cam. I'm not going to take away from the defense is great. Uh, Ron Rivera has done a good job, but we know we know the focal point. Mm-hmm. Shoot, they were they were talking about firing uh, Rivera last year. Right. You know, they're talking about you know, is it time for a change? You know, and. Uh, it, it's just been really very, very, very dramatic. They've got a great fan base, um, you know. So it, it's it's um, it, it's just very impressive. And just again to finish up on Carson Palmer. I mean, it, he did have a great year, but yes, he did. Man, it, it's I haven't seen somebody fall apart like that. And, and, you know, at that at this moment, you know, yeah. for for a long time. I mean, it was just. Remarkable. Although, you know, if you look at the game, there was one pivotal moment. And uh, I don't have my uh, cheat sheet in front of me, but, you know, they had, they had scored a touchdown, and again, they'd really kind of start pulling pulling back. 
and they scored a touchdown, and then the defense held right. and forced uh, Carolina to punt. And if they were to score again, now all of a sudden I think they're within three points. Well, Patrick Peterson, you know, gets the punt and wants to be a hero. Right. And, and, and doesn't gather and just runs and loses the punt. And to me, as much as Carson Palmer's interceptions, I think that was a devastating that, you remember what uh, Demario Davis said about every NFL game being determined by by maybe two plays. Yep, that was clearly that was that was that was maybe that almost counted as two. Yeah, because no, it basically you know it, it devastated. They lost it. They lost the ball. Carolina took over deep in in uh, in uh, um, uh, who the Arizona territory and scored. And I think that was it. I think that that was the game. Yeah, no, I agree. That was a huge play. You know, Pe- Peterson. You know, right? Like you said, he tried to make a big play, but you know, I'm not going to let uh, Carson off the hook <laughs> because I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> well, maybe my early column. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe the re- one of the reasons that Peterson felt he had to step up is because of how badly Carson was playing. And let's say let's say if if uh, Peterson, you know, you know, catches the punt. They take over. There's no telling. You know, you can't say that Carson wouldn't have thrown an interception again. Right. You know, the way he was playing. I mean, four interceptions, two fumble losses, I think, I think yeah. was the deal. He Six lost turnovers. The and, yeah, no, no question about it, man. And we, and we, yeah, but it, you know what was stunning to me in the whole Sunday afternoon, and it, I, I want to just keep getting back to this idea of uh, – of evolution of that position. And the position, I, I, I don't know how you feel, but I think the quarterback position is the most unique position in team sports. Um, you know, somebody's got the ball all the time. I mean, I was thinking about what, what other positions in sports do you think rival the quarterback? I mean, the only one, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is the point guard in basketball. But, but, but obviously quarterback is a little, you know, Carries more weight than a point guard. Mm. Um, and, I was, I was thinking maybe as a pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you can't argue. I mean, a pit, yeah, a pitcher. Obviously, we see that in in baseball in the playoffs. It's all about you know if you have a if you have a, like they say your momentum is the next day's starting pitcher. So right. it's hard to argue that. But I mean, the quarterback, especially as far as fame goes, uh, there probably is no no greater position. Yeah, uh, I mean. You know, you call the plays. Um, I mean, everything is directed, you know, on that particular person. Right. Um, you know, and it's just, to me, it's been fascinating, you know, from to go from, you know, I guess when I first started watching the game in, like, 1961 or something, you know. You know, and, and A, they were all white. Right. And pretty much, you know, the pocket and these guys, you know, you know, just standing in the middle and getting beat up, you know. And then you go to that evolution to now in the past, I'd say, well, it's been a steady evolution. I mean, because remember, there were people, even when Vic burst on the scene, people didn't like Vic. Right. And, and, and Vic was the most exciting player in the National Football League. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, this guy was making 60-yard runs and, you know, and, and it just showed that when you had a devastating person at that position, it just created a world of difference. Right. Uh, and I think the problem back then was people just didn't really, 
coaches who are still stuck in this whole, you know, got to be in the pocket, got to be stationary. They just didn't really know how to, how do you use a person at that position who could do so many other things than just throw the ball. Right. Now, how do, you know, how do we protect them? Uh, you know, how do we use the quote-unquote athleticism? You know, uh, and I, I think with, 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 you know, with Russell Wilson and now with, with, with Newton, uh, I think that, you know, I mean, Newton's runs are designed part of the offense. Right. You know, so I just think that maybe, uh, you know, today people – cherish it they know what it is and they they kind of know how to how to coach it but I, I i i think people still and we could get into it maybe people still resent it they resent newton they resent maybe what he represents you know it's 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 somewhat mind-boggling the amount of heat that he takes and he's not i mean what has he done i mean nothing you know definitely he's been fine off the field uh he's fine he's great on the field I mean, great, great smile. Uh, gives gives footballs to little kids after every that, touchdown. That's why I couldn't understand why someone actually complained about that. <laughs> like, it's a six-year-old girl whose face lit up because she, he gave her a football, yet someone's like, that's bad. Like, how is that bad? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are making stuff up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going back to the to the quarterback, I mean, you know, the, the new age of the quarterback, and I, I definitely agree with you, we are there. You know there is a there is a transformation. There is you know there's a new generation of quarterback, and it's here. Um, but remember that's that started. I think college football was first to do that. You know, a guy like uh, Bowden at um, at Florida State. I remember him saying, you know, it's about putting your best athlete, best player at the quarterback position. You know, he, he was saying we used to, and this was you know late '90s. You know, we used to. We used to put our, you know, have our best athlete at wide receiver or cornerback, and he was like, "Now, nowadays, we, you know, we want them to have the ball as much as possible." So it started really with college. They, and you know, they knew how to use the quarterback. They would, you know, they would run them if, you know, ninety percent of the time if, if they had to. And I think, as far as the NFL, you still needed to be able to pass the ball um, in the NFL, and that, and that is, and you know, nowadays, we have the perfect combination of guys who can run and pass, like a Russell Wilson, like. A Cam Newton, like a Andrew Luck, you know what I mean. So we've reached that point where you're right. I mean, and then and then that's getting towards the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about. You know, the the, the upcoming matchup. It really and this can be talked about ad nauseum. But you know, the old the old uh, guard versus the new guard, like the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's. I mean, we're looking at a new style quarterback from for you know from now on, basically. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you inside the games we love. This is Bill Roden on Sports. That that's a nice segue, um, you know, to to the uh, you know to that Tom Brady um, Peyton Manning matchup because you know what stood out to me, Jamal and Pat was. Even when you see the last game, I mean, you're looking at Brady, you're looking at Manning, and you're looking at Palmer, and it was just so striking. I mean, the guys couldn't get out the way. You know, I mean, the whole rush, they were they were just you know, particularly here in Arizona, but even up there in um, uh, in, at the Denver game. I mean, they were they were mercilessly pounding Tom Brady. Right. Because they realized that 
that was not part of his ring. But that's what blows me away. I like to hear what you guys think about it. I mean, they talk about athletic at the NFL level. Everybody is an athlete. I mean, are you kidding me? You, you, you're trying to tell me Tom Brady is not a heck of an athlete? Oh, of course he is. Or Peyton Manning is not a heck of an athlete? Of course. I mean, maybe you know, not, maybe you not right Brady now. Once but, having yeah. to run. I, I don't know if it's – I think that maybe they just – in 12 years with Brady, that's just not a part of the thing he wanted to do. He just wasn't going to run. He wasn't going to escape. You know, I don't think it's because they can't. Right. Or that there's somehow like these kind of sloths. No, I mean, and, and you know, athlete people, people pigeonhole the definition of athlete to mean you know whether you can run. You know, it's all about running fast or or being quick on your feet. I mean, there's a lot. Mm. There's a lot that goes into being a good athlete. Um, obviously, Brady and Peyton Manning are great athletes. First of all, to to be able to stay healthy, you know, passing with accuracy and strength, and being able to move around within the po- within the pocket. But nowadays, I mean, you know, the players are getting bigger and faster. I mean, you got guys like Vaughn Miller out here taking no prisoners. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to be even more of an athlete now at the quarterback position because you can't be a sitting duck back there. Right. It's just the, like in every other position, the athletes are getting getting stronger and faster. So it only makes sense that the, the quarterback position has, has to uh, mm-hmm. follow that too. Yeah, but it, it seemed to me – and uh, I, I wrote a book about this. Uh, there's a book called Third and a Mile. And it's an oral history of black quarterbacks. And, you know, man, there, there's, there's always been a, a stigma. Uh, and there's, been a, there's always been something very political and racial about black people playing this position. Right. Because it is supposed to be so intellectual. It's supposed to be everything that defines, you know, Manhood, or you know, white manhood. You know, being. Uh, I think we talked about this before. I'm sure we did. Our rodents, your rodent on sports. But you know, I'm sure you know it's about courage, grace under pressure. Uh, I think you you may have even said it. it's supposed to be everything that that uh, you know black people are not supposed to be. Right. Is what that position represents. Right, and, and the and the biggest thing was intelligence. Right. You know, you reading. People still talk about it to this day. But, uh, white people and black people. I have black friends of mine that are quick, you know, that fall into that trap too. Like, oh, a black quarterback can't read the defense. I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, it's a sport, okay? Um, you know, I look back, speaking of those tweets, I mean, I look back and saw a couple people tweeting about how when Cam Newton was coming out of college, he he, he didn't, you know, he, he couldn't draw a play correctly on the board or something like that. And I'm like, you know, really? I just saw him go undefeated in the SEC. I think he's probably pretty good at that if, if, you, if you force him to. But, you know, it's just, you're right. It's, it, it was an intelligence thing, and and we obviously know that there, black people have been intelligent for forever, for, you know, as long as we, as long as we, as long as uh, humans have been in existence. And it's just, it's just, you know, trying to push the stereotype and push people down. And I guess, it, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know all the answers to why that's done, but, um, it's clear that the concerted effort was made uh, to push back the inevitable, which was um, black people or black athletes uh, mastering the quarterback position. Yeah, and, and 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 here we are. I mean, you know, every year, every time there was a quarterback, I kind of predict, oh, here it comes. It was Vic. And and all that, but I think now you're really seeing a critical mass. Um, let's, let's, I mean, let's let's talk about that. Um, the Denver um, 
uh, you know, the Denver-New England game, right. just on its own merits. Um, I was just thinking, man, if, if New England had one, you had New England-Carolina, you'd have had, probably had the most hate-filled Super Bowl ever. <laughs> right? Because everybody hates New England except right. the New England people. Everybody hates Cam Newton. I mean, right. it would have been except the Carolina people. So you, yeah, you would have had two people in the entire nation just hates them both. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so now, you know, that game, that game was, into, I, you know, I, I fell into the trap. I thought, I thought New England would win that game. I just felt like they were the better team throughout the year. I felt like they had the better quarterback this year. Um, but, I mean, Denver, that defense was, was all over the place. They brought the wood. I mean, they were hitting hard. You know, they were, pun- oh, they were, they were punishing the wide receivers. They were punishing Brady. I mean, Brady was, looked like he was seeing ghosts out there. Uh, tap dancing in the pocket. He did not look comfortable at all. So we'll see. You know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, the way that Wade Phillips played, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, why did it take people so long to figure this out? You know, that uh, you know, you take away that short game and you punish him. Although I guess that's because you know Denver just got. Right. Then we got a, a tremendous defense. Right. And they've shown that during they've shown that during the season. There were a few games, you know, you know, they were somewhat inconsistent. I mean, they were a great defense all year, but they were they had a few games during the season where they were completely dominant. And they and they brought that defense uh with them for the for the for the game yesterday. And like I said, I mean, you know, not every team can do that. Not every team has Von, you know, Von Miller out there. I mean, they had the personnel to do it, but they Real, I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, for the Super Bowl, it's gonna it's gonna be a solid matchup because they, they are arguably with the best defense in the league. Well, mm-hmm. I guess the Carolina defense will argue. Right. Well, what about us? Because they look they look good like too. world beaters too. I mean, well, you know, I, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be excellent. Do you, do you think that Brady or Manny retires after this? What do you think, Pat? Maybe I don't know. If people are hinting at Manning. Like, if he wins, does he retire? Like Elway did after winning, but if he loses, and he say, "Is Denver going to cut him if he doesn't retire? Where would he wind up?" I mean, he is getting up there in age for a professional quarterback. Not to mention all the surgeries and injuries he's had. Is this the end of uh, Peyton Manning, regardless, win or lose? Yeah, I think I think it's probably the the end, regardless. I think definitely if he wins, I mean that's a great way to go out. I mean, the story with Peyton Manning this year has not been, you know, the great quarterback he's been. It's been, you know, the shot, the, the, you know, the stunning decline of his of his ability, of his ability to throw the ball. I mean, that's all people talk about. You know, he throws ducks now, and you know, he's 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 doing it all based on guile and intelligence and this and that. So, I mean, this this has to be you know his last year regardless and if he wins obviously that's you know you're going out as a fairy tale and even if you lose you you made it to the super bowl in your last year when you probably when when that's saying a lot considering the injuries and and the lack of uh, arm strength yeah no that, that's true i mean I, I was hearing that uh in the middle of the season when they were talking about after he got benched they were saying you know he was saying I'm going to play somewhere. Huh. And it just seems like with him and Brady, Brady I, I, I couldn't you know, see him leaving. But, you know, it, it seems like a guy like Manning, you're just going to have to literally tear the uniform off. I mean, it's going to have to be some <laughs> debilitating injury yeah, probably, where yeah. he just, you know. 
You're probably, he has no you're, choice. You're probably but right. I, I just sense that these guys, and I guess with, with a lot of people, a lot of all of us, I guess you, you know, you're in a job for a long time, or you know, and and I just think that it gets addictive. And I think for Peyton Manning or Brady, I mean, they're just clinging on. I mean, they've had success. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. I mean, Manning briefly was benched, but. You know, I just think that you're probably going to have to literally tear the uniform off of both of these guys. I don't think they're going to – it's not going to be like one of those, you know, things where Manny wakes up one day and gets an epiphany. Right. Like, okay, right. I don't want to do this anymore. I think he would love to do this for the rest of his life. Yeah, you know, but, you know, I mean, you know, his father played the game. I mean, he, ha- he has people around him. He's got a – people, his, you know, his close family and friends have to have to be real with him. That's when that type of thing comes into play, I think. And I mean, it's obvious. I mean, to the onlookers, I'm, it's obvious that that it's time. You know, I mean, like you just mentioned, he was benched this season. When that's unheard of, right? You know, so I mean, the you know the, the writing is on the wall. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I don't know how much how much more you got to write on that wall. Yeah, how, right, right. I don't know what kind of highlights. You, you don't want to read it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll, maybe I'll read it in. Uh, let's see. I'll read. He'll maybe he'll do a tour. Right. You know, right. um, and then Brady and Brady, you know, I mean, I think he has a couple years left. I don't think he's I don't see him retiring, but I'm watching that playoff game. And that's probably the worst playoff game I've ever seen him play. Right. And, and you you know, the writing, we're seeing a little scribbles on the wall with him. And and frankly, I mean, I think people did this after they lost to the Giants in that first Super Bowl. They realized that you just you just beat him up. Yeah. And I think that. You know, now he's going to be. You know, he's going to be. I think thirty-eight. Right. When the season starts, and people are going to be like, you know, no, no mercy. You know, any team that can is well, we play these guys. You know, make sure you break Gronkowski's knees. And how great is Gronkowski, man? Great, great. I mean, this this guy. I, mean, I just don't know. I just don't know how, how how long he can take the kind of punishment he's going to be taking. Yeah, and they're con- you know defensive players constantly you know going low on him go- you know going. I saw you know, there was a play you know he made a catch in the middle of the field yesterday and they went out they went low on him and he it's almost like he knew he knows that's coming he just he just jumped in the air you know <laughs> he tried to lessen that blow that's right. so he knows that's coming but man that is brutal but he is I mean he is great I mean yeah, and no, I, he, you know, he's great I mean so even if it's even if his career basically is like three or four years right you know he's had a great three or four years. Um, and then with Brady, does, does he want to come back next year and you know take that kind of pounding? Um, do you think that uh, before we kind of leave, do you think that this whole thing with Manning and and the uh, human growth hormones, do you think that's going to come up during the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't no? Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I mean, for, the Super Bowl's on CBS this year. Is yeah. It? Yeah, I think so. I mean, nobody, nobody has really, nobody has really touched it. Uh, Right. You know, they're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the, you know, the right. source, Al Jazeera, doesn't help, even though even though we know that that was a reputable uh, news organization and with good reporters. Are they shutting down their American division? They are, they but, are, right? but fi- for financial reasons. Right. You know, so, you know, I don't think it's going to come up. I mean, every, everybody's taking his side. Now, do I think it'll come up later, maybe during the off season. Right. And be, there may be some validity to it, maybe. But I also think he's going to get the benefit of the doubt, even if it turns out, even if evidence came up to show um, that it was true. I think, you know, most people you talk to, you know, he had a he had a devastating neck injury. 
you know, people have more sympathy for that type of thing. It was a career, you know, they don't feel like he, his, his, uh, his performance was enhanced per se. They feel like it was more of like a medical procedure, you know, in, in the first place. So I, I think, I think he'll be fine in the long term in terms of, in terms of his reputation. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely don't think they'll bring it up during the, uh, <laughs> during yeah. the Super Bowl. Um, so who do you like uh, going forward? Who do you guys like? You know, now it's time for our predictions. I mean, you know, think, think about it. Um, and, and by the way, I think we're going to have um, a really, really cool uh, uh, guest on Bill Roden on sports. I think we're going to have uh, Cam Newton's dad uh, next week. Wow. I think we're going to have uh, Jonathan Jones, that, that, that really a great reporter for the – he's with the Charlotte Observer, right? Right. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, talk, he was really, really great. He's going to come back. I think we're going to have um, the a um, um, couple other people, maybe uh, uh, the great wide receiver for the former Green Bay, under the Green Bay Packers. Of course, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, but we're going to have some cool, some cool people uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. So we'll, well, Bill Roden on sports will be part of the super hype as well. But I'm really looking forward to that conversation with Cam Newton's dad. Um, but who do you like? Who do you like in the game? I have to say now, after watching these conference games, um, Carolina is going to – I think they're going to win. I mean, what that offense did to two top five defenses with Arizona and then before that Seattle, I know Denver may be the best, but Arizona wasn't that far away from being maybe the second best. And they just had they, – if they play a whole game like they did yesterday, they – I think they're going to – uh, put up some points, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I gotta go. Gotta gotta go with Carolina. You know, defense wins championships, and like you said, I think we have the two best defenses uh, in the league that made the Super Bowl. But you know, de- so the defense I think is pretty pretty even or pretty close, and uh, and that's why I gotta go with the better offense, which to me by far is Cam Newton and the Panthers and Peyton. You know. It, He's not, you know. Right. I just don't think he has enough. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I mean, he was solid in the win over the Patriots, but I just don't think. You know, I mean, I, I know for sure he's not the same player, and I don't think he has enough really to 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 uh, to get mm-hmm. it done against that Panther defense. But what do you think was the difference between him, let's say Carson Palmer? I mean, I think that I think that after years and years of a guy like Manning, you know, maybe his ego and hubris and him feeling like he just had to do everything. And it just seems as if, I guess he's got to know that he's basically almost, you never think of saying, he's almost managing the game. I mean, you want him to make a couple really, a few good throws every game, and you're counting on the fact that he just knows so much. You know, that some of that stuff is like, you know, what the old folks used to say, that 30-year stuff. Right. You know, where you just are using your what you know about the game, but you, you know you're not you're not trying to throw the ball sixty yards and no, you can't. You know all that kind of stuff. You know you're just basically letting your team, your teammates, help you win this game. You're, you're letting your defense do its job. Right. You know, yeah. letting your running back and your running game do its job. You know, letting the tight end. You know, and not you having to be out there being a hero. And I think maybe that's one of the things that I guess we're talking about humility, and maybe that's what he's realized that if they are going to win, they're going to win. You've got to just basically be a role player. 
And if you don't want to do that, we'll bring in Brock, what's his name, back here. <laughs> Osweiler, yeah. Brock Osweiler, yeah. 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 Uh, where he was just willing to be a role player because he didn't think he had to save the league and save the franchise, you know. Right. And you see so many times, you know, guys get into that. Like, you know, people, I, it's me. I got I to gotta save the moment, you know. Right. I mean, you know, and, and you're right. And he is, I mean, Peyton is a role player now. That's what, mm-hmm. that's right. a very, very good role player. Don't get me right, wrong. He's a hell of a role player. Yeah, hell of a role player. But he's like he's the classic role player. Like if you look, mm-hmm. at, if you think about basketball, he's like classic. Uh, got you know the the old great player, not you know not in his prime anymore, but very smart, makes the right pass, great in the locker room. I mean that's that's probably what he is now. And but you know that also, I mean he's going against a team whose quarterback is is definitely not a role player. He's going against a superstar quarterback. And I think mm-hmm. you know, so you you kind of lose that that quarterback matchup, you know, off gate, right? Really. So you know, I, I just like I like the Panthers. I, and obviously, they're gonna hype the, <laughs> the media is gonna hype uh, Peyton Manning up for the next two weeks. They're gonna act like, oh, you know, you're gonna hear, oh, he looks like he did three years ago in practice. Right. And, then, <laughs> and then if they lose, the media is gonna say, or maybe the fans. Oh, he's not clutch. Besides the fact that he's done, you're gonna hear right. that he's not clutch. Eli's right. better. Brady's better. <laughs> you're gonna hear all that stuff again. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then Manning, uh, and then Newton. On the other hand, you know, he's already started the stuff with the chip on his shoulder. Right. And we don't get any respect. Caroline doesn't get any respect. Yeah, which is probably true, I guess. I mean, right. I, you know, whatever, I said, well, what does respect look like? You know, I mean. <laughs> right. Well, respect respect in this sport looks like a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, you gotta get a ring, man. Right? So, and and it was interesting, you know, we talk about Jonathan Jones, and we talked, and he's he'll be in next week, and we talked to him uh, last a couple weeks ago or last week, and you know, it was interesting what he said about uh, Cam Newton understanding or be, you know thinking about his legacy already, and that resonated with me um, to the point where you know you know the confidence that he exhibits on the field, you almost you see where that comes from. You know, you know, he has purpose. He plays with a purpose, and so I, I expect the same thing. You know, he he understands what this is all about. He understands yep. what this Super Bowl ring will do for him. He yep. understands the Super Bowl ring will make it much harder for people to complain about his dancing, or to you know <laughs> complain about right. whatever else. It's, so it's right. you know, expect him. Dance crazy. And he also he also this is where he expects to be. Right, I mean, you could just tell like this is this is that guy. Like he expects yep. to be a Super Bowl champion quarterback. Like this is what he was. And, this is what he's yeah, born no, for. No, I think you're absolutely right, man. Just imagine if you know, if, if, if for the next couple of years, you know, they develop a rep, you know this sort of thing with uh, you know that they come back. I mean, with that team with the team they've got, they can come back. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, they could really come back. I, mean, so think I think it. it's really exciting to see. Um, you know, look at the pipeline. You got Jamar, uh, Jamar, because you got the the kid James Winston, right, right, down in Florida. I'm looking at at college, man. You got you know a couple really, really promising kids coming up in high school. You know, coming up from college. So I yeah. think this is going to be a very exciting next few years. Maybe maybe some point, quarterbacks will look like the like the defensive secondary. Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be so I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll know. see. We shall see. Hey, yeah. Hey, well, listen. Um, this has been this has been a great conversation, and uh, like I said, I'm down in Charlotte. Everybody's happy here. You know, everybody's very excited. They're buying up all the T-shirts, and 
Yeah, in fact, I was going to bring T-shirts back to you guys, but they bought them all out. Yeah, okay, whatever, sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Charlotte, I got a lot of people in Charlotte. Um, congratulations to them. That fan base deserves it. I mean, they love their football. It is a football town down there. And, uh, you know, couldn't happen to, to a more loving fan base for the most part. That's right. And uh, tune in to us. <laughs> yeah, tune so anyway, in. Listen, hey, hey, Jamal, thank you. And uh, Pat, thank you. And we will uh, see everybody back next week for yet another edition of Bill Roden on sports. It's been a great football season. Looking forward to the Super Bowl. So take care, everybody. You too. Get home safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.